Good evening, Patriots. Coming to you from the office of President-elect Ryan, this is Living with Liberty. Tonight, I'll talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse case, as well as my take on Biden's call for unity and healing. I think it's important we not lose sight of the Kyle Rittenhouse case with all that is going on. Personally, I am a bit upset over it all. You may have heard Jacob Blake got the assault charge dropped in a plea deal. Regardless if the victim was willing to testify or not, he violated a restraining order and had a warrant out for his arrest in an assault charge. At a minimum, he should get jail time for that. But no, eager to make a political statement, the district attorney in Kenosha gave him probation. So what about Kyle, who was clearly defending himself? Well, he ends up with a $2 million bail because he's a flight risk. A kid who immediately called saying he killed someone. A kid who is on film trying to surrender to police. A kid who surrenders, surrendered on his own to his hometown police. A flight risk. The Kenosha DA can GTFOH. Kyle Rittenhouse is no more a flight risk than Joe Biden is president-elect. Kyle's attorney suggested a $750,000 bond, which given Rittenhouse's lack of a criminal record, video evidence of surrendering and attempting to surrender, and being attacked first, seems more appropriate. In his extradition hearing in Illinois, his legal team moved to not extradite because he has been publicly branded as a mass murderer, a terrorist, a racist, and more. His attorney said in one hearing that this is a political prosecution. Rittenhouse's attorney is absolutely correct. In a letter to the citizens of Wisconsin, Governor Tony Empty Suit Evers labeled, labeled Rittenhouse as an out-of-state armed militant. I promptly sent an email back to Evers's office thanking him for wasting future tax dollars because don't think for a second that Lynn Wood won't be coming after all those who have slandered this young man. Rittenhouse is facing a first-degree reckless homicide, a first-degree intentional homicide, a first-degree attempted in intentional homicide, two first-degree recklessly endangering safety charges, and four modifiers of use of dangerous weapon and possession of a dangerous weapon charge. From what I've seen in the video put together by Rittenhouse's legal team, it is clear self-defense. It's also clear Rittenhouse wasn't in Kenosha with the intent on murdering people. He was at a lifeguard job to start his day. He was on video cleaning graffiti off the sides of buildings. And he was on video helping an injured rioter. I see no intention to kill here. So what about the gun charges? Well, it was not brought across state lines. It was purchased by a friend and kept in Wisconsin at that friend's house. That friend, Dominic Black, has been charged with illegal, illegally buying that gun and charged with two counts of intentionally giving a dangerous weapon to a person under 18, causing death. Law in Wisconsin states that the gun buyer must provide truthful information on the notification form at the time of purchase. 
Now, I believe Black has been overcharged here. I doubt that Rittenhouse was put on the form as the owner of that gun. So that is what is bringing any charges at all for Black, or should be, I should say. Rittenhouse did technically buy the gun, giving Black the money. So Black should face a penalty for falsifying the form, but not for intentionally giving it, uh, giving a dangerous weapon to an, uh, a person under 18 causing death. Again, it's clear Rittenhouse was acting out of self-defense. As for Rittenhouse, he is able to possess a gun in Wisconsin. The statute in play here is 948.60, which regulates possession of a dangerous weapon. It says any person under 18 years of age who possesses or goes armed with a dangerous weapon is guilty of a Class A misdemeanor. Now, paragraph 3 of that statute lists exceptions. It excludes most people who are under 18, except those in violation of statutes 941.28 or 29.304 and 29.539. To be in violation of 941.28, Rittenhouse would have to be carrying a short barrel gun or rifle. Since he had an AR-15 style gun, he was not in violation of this statute. Rittenhouse was not in violation of 29.304 nor 29.539 either. 29.304 deals with restrictions on hunting and use of firearms by those under 16. Rittenhouse is 17, so he is not in violation of that statute. 29.539 deals with a requirement for certificate of accomplishment to obtain hunting approval. He was not hunting. So this does not apply. As far as I see it, Rittenhouse has clear cause of self-defense here and has a legal case to be carrying that uh, gun he had. Now, what about charges for his attackers? Well, two are dead, so that leaves Gage Grosskreutz, who, by the way, came 40 miles to riot. Grosskreutz lives in West Dallas, Wisconsin. Now it's clear Grosskreutz in the video is the aggressor. He could have been charged with endangering safety with a deadly weapon. He could also claim self-defense in, in his situation. But from what is clear in the video, he was the aggressor. He had a gun in his hand and was lunging toward Rittenhouse. And it was later revealed by a friend that Grosskreutz confided in him that his only regret was not emptying his magazine into Rittenhouse. Charges not being brought against Grosskreutz only go to reinforce the political nature of this case. It seems the Kenosha DA does not want to admit to there being illegal riots happening in the city, or he's just playing social justice warrior and letting the uh, Rittenhouse attackers off. The whole thing about this is, it was all avoidable. Rittenhouse's mother is absolutely correct, or I'll say half correct, as she has come out and blamed the police and the governor here in this whole situation. Now, I don't agree with her on the police. They did what they could with the resources they had. The governor, on the other hand, absolutely could have avoided this whole mess. He could have kept his mouth shut when the Blake incident happened, but he didn't. Empty Suit Evers prefaced his comment with, we don't know all the facts, yet still rambled on into some social justice nonsense, de demonizing police 
inflaming the situation. Empty Suit Evers could have put the guard on duty the first night, but he didn't. I don't know if it, he was living under a rock all summer with all the other incidents that went on that caused rioting. I don't know if he's just willfully ignorant. I don't know if he's trying to push a social justice narrative. He did not put the National Guard on duty that first night and try to avoid this whole situation. What he and his handlers didn't bank on was ordinary citizens not taking having their city burned to the ground. We don't do that coastal liberal BS here in Wisconsin. We help our neighbors here. We have one another's backs here. This isn't California. Even the Democrats here have guns. Rittenhouse has a clear path to self-defense here. If you're looking for a way to help Kyle Rittenhouse, he has a, his uh, legal team has a defense fund set up for him. Go to fightback.law to donate. Now on to America's favorite LARPer, Joe Biden. The calls for unity have started. As the DNCCP and their Pravda allies move along, trying to give the illusion that a free and fair election has taken place, Biden has been giving giving speeches in front of a backdrop emblazoned with office of the president-elect on it. He's been calling for healing and unity and working together. Shove it, Joe. You and your party and the hacktivists in the media do not get to tell us to accept the results after spending four years crying about a rigged election. You do not get to deny due process and investigation into voting irregularities that are legitimate concerns after four years of bringing hoax after hoax, trying to unseat a duly elected president. Everything from bought and paid for fake dossiers Russia collusion, fake narratives of our president calling dead soldiers losers. No matter what kind of phony backdrops and language you use, Beijing, Biden isn't president-elect until the Electoral College votes on it December 14th. You all in the DNC might want to put Sleepy Joe back in his Ukrainian-funded bunker until all is said and done, lest you make bigger asses out of yourself. Real Clear Politics, not exactly a right-leaning institution, has pulled back Pennsylvania. The Gateway Pundit has broken a story of Rock County in Wisconsin, seeing the same glitch as other places, which, if confirmed, puts 19,000 votes back to Trump here in Wisconsin, making the race a dead heat, pending the recount that will be taking place starting tomorrow. There are half a dozen recounts going on around the country, which will be done under much more scrutiny than the original counts when poll workers weren't allowed to observe from appropriate distances. How many votes will be thrown out? To me, it must be a lot. Otherwise, poll workers would have been allowed to do their jobs and observe from a reasonable distance. Joe, you and your media allies don't get to call for our cooperation after calling us racist, homophobes, misogynists, and chumps. Would you want to work with us if the shoe were on the other foot? I think not. Joe, we will not be so politely declining your invitation to unity and working together should you somehow pull this rotten apple out of the dumpster fire that this election has been. I fully expect Trump to declassify everything that is documented about the corruption the Obama crime organization was involved in. 
We still have the matter of Hunter's laptop that Ron Johnson has back pocketed for a special counsel, should you be elected. You were on video bragging about getting a Ukrainian prosecutor fired in exchange for aid. It's likely the Senate tips in the Republicans' favor after the the, uh, Georgia runoffs, which will get you nowhere as McConnell will hold firm. The difference between what we have and what the DNC had is hard evidence. We don't need pencil neck shift screaming Russia into every camera around because we have documented proof. We won't stop there. We will scratch and claw in the midterms to take back the House and gain more Senate seats. In the meantime, we may see uh, even more Jeff Van Drews because Nancy gambled and lost with the squad. And now they have that uh, minority faction believing they are the majority view of the country. They're not. Americans are moderate, sensible, hardworking people who want to live their lives without government intervention and interference. We want to keep our guns and our hard-earned money. We want to live our lives in peace and enjoy our families. Don't think for a second we will quit. Conservatives have been activated, and we are ready to give you the same obstructionist treatment that we've received the last four years. Friends, I believe we are seeing the final death throes of a mainstream media desperate for relevance. Whether it be reporting out in front of peaceful protests, with burning buildings in the background, to just the other day, Fox cutting away from Kaylee McEnany's briefing on voting irregularities. They have shown themselves to be enemies of the people. They have shown they are not credible and do not deserve our trust. Their fatal flaw is they haven't learned by observing their surroundings. They believed their own made-up polls about a blue wave that never materialized more than the actual viewer or reader feedback in the form of actual surveys or written feedback or sliding ratings. They didn't learn from the NBA's disaster in terms of ratings about being in touch with what your customer wants. You keep pumping out nonsense that runs counter to what people are observing in practical application and real life, they eventually will tune you out. Mainstream media isn't learning from the NFL's own crashing ratings. Cater to a fringe ideology, get tuned out. Bring the truth or suffer the consequences. We all now have info at our fingertips and can look up facts and figures on the spot. Media, you better match what we are finding or it's big trouble for your ratings, and it has been. I understand there's been a migration to Newsmax from the last perceived bastion of mainstream conservative news, Fox News Channel. Good. We need to inflict actual material loss on these companies. Maybe they'll wake up. If not, then they will wither and die victims of their own stupidity in not understanding their customer. I'm going to plug the Goods Unitas app here again. Download it. Use it. Shift your spending to conservative-leaning businesses and brands. We represent a large portion of these companies' revenue. If we shift our spending and make it hurt, they may change their ways. If not, they face bankruptcy. We cannot continue to fund our opposition. Patriots, we are on the cusp of flipping the battlefield. Sticking together, we will do it. I'm grateful you've chosen to spend some time with me. I would truly appreciate it if you would subscribe to and share my podcast with friends and family. Please email me feedback. My address is livingwithliberty at usa.com. 
follow and ring my bell for updates at my social media home on Parlor. My handle is at Living with Liberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must continue to fight and protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.